congrats on mistakes, by the way. 300K. Ah. I'm a big, I'm a, yeah, because I'm always listening. No shit. I saw that the other day and I'm like, oh, the guy. Yeah, nah, it's cool, man. Um, Yeah, congrats to Miley. And Let me put my phone aside. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Real quick. Get that. Yeah, we often, Um, I often like sort of don't, I don't know, I'm weird with wins. It's like a... You know, I want to celebrate stuff, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Is I'm just worth, always like focused on the, on the next thing. Like not, yeah, it, it's a, but you know, sometimes I should step back and maybe appreciate smaller it's, wins. It's, it's a dub because for me on, on, on Spotify, when I hop on and I look, the first thing you see is just the numbers anyway. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the guys. Yeah, some numbers. Was that like last week, was it? Sometime? Uh, I, yeah, you don't even I, know. I'm not sure, man. I, yeah, don't follow like that as closely. I feel like my dad actually knows numbers before I know stuff. Like he was always following Juice. Oh, what? what? <laughs> yo, it's a bag of the Yeah, he's facts. always like, yo, you know it's all about to hit like five mil or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Cheers, dad. But um, man, it's been, a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. This Indeed. is, I think the last time was September and we're in December now, so. It would have been starter sept, yeah. Yeah, what's, what's, I mean, we've both been busy. Let's start with you. What's been keeping what's you busy? What's been happening? Damn, September, September, September. Uh, we launched Wildflower. Huge. Um, so that's been that's been getting a lot of traction. Um, what else did we launch? We launched Soiree, a little rooftop party. That's been making rounds. And then we've subdivided Honeycut to Hive and Honeycut. So Honeycut's going to be more... I think we mentioned this earlier um, in, in previous episodes. It's just going to really focus more on the touring aspect of side uh touring side of things because once international borders are done we really want to do like live artist shows as well as like the dj day parties type of stuff but it'll be more so for bigger scale events and then more of the sub brands that we've created this year because of the downfall have now been separated to do their own thing so that they can fully flesh out and do their own thing and take a whole new direction. Um, so that's been good. We've expanded the team. Team's a bit bigger now, so less on my plate, but more on my plate at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how you feel. But um, other than that, man, life's good. Um, I've been forced to DJ more now. I've been seeing uh, that, bro. A lot of, lot of so, tagging going so, on. So, the so, so, so shout out Dave and Tabs for finally telling me I need to stop being behind the scenes a bit. So Yeah, you got to get yeah. out of there sometimes. There's, there's a lot, man. I think it'll just flow out as we of go. Of course, yeah. Like, no, those, put those you on the spot there are a bit. The, are the, are the key points. And um, yeah, man, it's been good, bro. It's been great. Can't really complain. What about yourself? What's what's been happening? Um, yeah, man, just been like really, really busy. Uh, lots of people reaching out for me to work with them, um, which has been amazing. Like just recording a lot of the hip hop and R and B that's here. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I guess mostly the hip hop. But um, yeah, that's that's been great. Um, obviously, just focusing on you know my core artists that I'm working with Marley and Toe Tommy. Put out it. Congrats on pest control. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was um that was a big process to get twenty two songs to sound as like up to scratch and like as cohesive, you know, Mm. um and not make it sound. Not gonna lie, I'm only halfway through. Oh, dude. Okay, so that's the thing. Let's let's talk about that because like I've been speaking to a lot of people and I've never really expected anyone to actually listen to the whole thing through. Mm. To be honest with you, it's not really how the, the. 
the project was even made. It was it was sort of made Go over a long... Go into that process for us. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just like, we didn't really sit... Like, we conceptualized it maybe early on this year, but I think some of the songs were written almost like maybe, uh, you know, halfway through last... Some of the songs were being written like, you know, June, July last year. So it wasn't just like a year process. It was like 18 months. And we probably conceptualized, you know, Pest Control as the project at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously songs were made in blocks of time it wasn't like one like okay cool we're making the album now it was kind of just like we've got all these songs and we're going to put them we're just going to get out as much as we can you know and not to say i mean we we, it was refined down to 22 songs but this is probably like 100 demos (laughs) like i don't know we 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 write a lot of music you know what i mean you sort of can do that in hip-hop a bit um Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I never really expected anyone to be like, sit down and listen to the whole thing. But to my surprise, a lot of people have been like, oh, man, it's amazing. Like, shout out, even like Saudi. He was like, oh, yeah, it was amazing start to finish. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't even listen to like an hour eight of my favorite artists, you know. So That's you know, what I was about to say. I'm glad it wasn't too long. Because 22 I mean, songs, <laughs> I've seen Chris Brown put 22 songs and it's two hours long, but how you guys kept things that yeah. hour five? No, nah, it was an hour eight. Yeah, hour close, eight. close. So, um, yeah, that's the other thing. It, it, the th- we did sequence it. So it was like it, we did sequence the whole thing. It wasn't like we just threw them in random order. Mm. So that took time. So we did sequence it so you can experience it like that. But some people have been like, yeah, I'm listening to the whole thing because, you know, they're at work or, you know, people who might listen to an hour podcast just put the album on and it's kind of like just there mm. but then other people which is sort of more my vision of how i thought it was going to be consumed was it was like you find a block of songs you like you smash those and then maybe you move on you mm. know what i mean that's that's kind of how i envisioned it because like if i was the consumer of it which i am in a little bit because I, I do listen to my music yeah <laughs> uh that's kind of how i would you know that's how it was made we're making these blocks of songs i was smashing them and loving them and then like you know you'd move on and then we make more stuff and but but you know that's the beauty of putting out art is that you really can't control how it's going to be perceived and how it's going to be consumed and so mm. it's really interesting talking to people and yeah shout out to everyone that's like you know we're not people that do big numbers or anything like that you know um, you know we don't really get playlisted or you know anything which is fine we just we're just here to like um put out stuff that we think is really good and, and hold ourselves accountable and hold ourselves to the highest standard of, of music and and have a lot of love for it so any like support that we get is really really i know people say that all the time but like i, I truly like mean that it definitely goes a long way man mm. Mm. but yeah that's awesome yeah that was good to talk about actually thanks for bringing that up I forgot about that that's like <laughs> one of like 30 things that are going on at the moment so um yeah. Other than pest control, what else have you been working on? Because that was the, one of the more recent ones. I think, um, I'm weeks. back working with Otia on um, oh, something that they don't even. We're just making songs at the moment. They're not mm. really sure. I don't have any info on like what's happening, but we're just making songs. Um, love those guys. It's like really, really professional. Like yeah, really, really professional dudes. Like if you want to take any like notes on what they do i would yeah as a perth artist i'd be looking at them you know again not people that are you know making super huge moves yet but they will be mm. um just because the of the way that's right first yeah they uh, yeah. they op- they're already operating like you know top tier people at the mm. like with the you know the thing their output and you know the way that they do things and it's yeah it's a really good experience working with them and it, it's really been nice to watch them grow because i've been quite a part of their you know their journey Process, from transitioning yeah. to people who were kind of doing it as a hobby into like cool this is like what we want to make as a career and mm. that's kind of been a really nice thing because i feel like i've been some you know not to my own horn or anything but i've been someone that's sort of I've been sort of that intermediate for people a little bit. Like mm. they've been doing music and then they've sort of find me and then I just 
have been able to help them sort of take that next level next and that step. step. And, you know, mm. I guess, uh, you know, the inner workings, <laughs> like that's, yep, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in that, that like really, you know, you don't have to be in the spotlight all the time for that to, to stroke your ego. Like that really does stroke mine. And um, yeah, that's, that's been good. But um, dope. Yeah. What else we got? Let's, uh, I guess let's talk a topic that we, you know, we were, we were recently we talk, discussing, re- recently yeah. discussing um, mm. about festivals and local talent, especially what's going on now. Very valid point. Like I think recently on socials, there's a, there's been a big discussion in regards to, I guess, not only local festivals, but local promoters and event managers, et cetera, not, I guess, putting on local talent and, or giving those opportunities or creating spaces um, for those type of things to exist. And I thought it was definitely a, like a dope point to really touch on because, we, you know, something we can discuss from two different perspectives. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, why don't you go from the artist perspectives? Because I feel like the majority of people that do listen um, are either creators or artists or content driven totally. output people. I so think I think you have a more see. interesting perspective, but I think mm. mine will possibly be shorter. Mm. Um, That's why I want you to get okay, into cool, it first cool, cool, yeah, good, so good. that you can then ask questions. <laughs> in I feel like I'm the one always talking about anyway. Yeah. That's all good. Um, yeah, I think for, for me, I just feel like I understand where like local artists are coming from of like, hey, like, you know, people should be doing this and that and whatnot. But I don't know, like the, the bottom line is like nobody owes you anything you know Mm. like nobody owes you anything and it is a music industry there is industry attached to it it is something that people need to turn a a profit and Mm. so you can't be pointing the finger at other people and trying to be like oh this is not happening because of this and that you know what i mean perth it's tricky i feel like as a mid-tier artist here you um someone is a mid-tier artist it's it's quite difficult because you know like obviously if you're a mid-tier artist in sydney and brisbane it's a lot easier and i'm talking about like pre-covid obviously Mm. but um, it, it was. It's a lot easier, you know, to be booked for shows. You know, if you're living in Brisbane and there's a festival or show in Sydney, obviously it's a lot more ec- economically viable to book that person than it is someone from Perth. Yeah. So you know, a lot of these, a lot of these festivals that are, you know, they've got the headliners and they're mid tier. Um, they're booking those. But if you're like a Spacey Jane or, or a Shadow or something like that and you're in Perth, you know, and you're, you're really big, then it's like obviously, you know, it's that's a whole other. Mm. Yeah, it's a whole other, a whole other thing. But yeah, I, I just think. Look, yeah, fair enough, but you know, I don't know. I think it's up to it's up to the community to make local artists profitable. And so, obviously, it starts with local artists making a product that is as good as what's out there in other parts of Australia and the world, mm. which I think is starting to happen. Mm. And then it's then it's up to people in Perth that are going to gigs and stuff to then go to those shows and and show like promoters of festivals and stuff that that okay there's a market that there's here. a demand there's yeah. a demand here. But if that doesn't happen, then you can't just be like oh if it, like the, the festivals are there they're there to make money they're not going to like uh, despite what they may say you know and, and it's not me trying to be disrespectful but they're not here to like do things for the culture that's Fact. that's up can you to repeat the, that again please yeah, i'm just saying the festivals aren't here to do things for the culture that's up Thank for you. the to the cult for us to do you know they're here to go cool that's profitable let's tap into that you know what i mean um mm. whether that's right or wrong it doesn't matter this is reality <laughs> facts that's it that's all i got to say <clears throat> now i completely agree with you there's one word that you said at the beginning of that where you said bottom line People, like, from my perspective as a, I guess, event manager, 
we don't throw anything unless the bottom line makes sense. So if we don't think we're going to make some type of money from it, we're not going to throw it. Because like running an event is so costly. Like, can you imagine you go from venue booking fee or venue hire fees? You got to pay out all the acts, right? Imagine you get someone to headline a show, right? You pay them X amount, but they can't get, you can't get your return on the artist fee from door sales. What's the point of running the show? You know what I mean? And then also the promoter's business also goes under. If you're not selling tickets and people aren't hype and it's not busy, one failed show could mean the end of your business totally. also. Yeah. Especially it's a ripple in effect, Perth. for sure. Um, and you know, from and, oh, yeah. man. I but, mean, that's why Honeycut's so successful. Sorry to butt in, but yeah, that's why Honeycut's so successful is because like, every show is like you know you're not you're not missing steps there it's like not necessarily man like what people don't understand is it took us two and a half years to get to a point where we can actually make money right yeah, yeah. right all the gigs that we'd done up until middle of last year were break even or out of pocket. sorry i i meant successful in the fact that like you're not throwing anything that's like oh that's not bump. selling that's not, oh, no, oh, that's yeah, not yeah. even <clears throat> like that's not like a, a not a good vibe that's what mm. i meant by that so by so success i meant that that's yeah. also another key point we built our own community right when we first started there wasn't a market for it there, there was interest right that's what made us go into it because i knew i i enjoyed it i knew at least 20 30 people that i knew would enjoy that type of sound as well as my close circle of friends and i was like look if i can get 100 150 people that enjoy this we can really start something and i based on the post on social media i think it was on marley's post someone was also saying it's also up to the artist to build their community and do their own shows because most event managers aren't going to run them for you unless they feel like they can successfully sell it out um, and if it doesn't the margins are usually not good enough for someone to take the risk to then throw the show so i do feel for the i guess like you said mid-tier artist who doesn't get those opportunities locally but they also need to understand in perth the perth market is its own market completely right we for example, we sell way more tickets East Coast than we do in Perth for like the same artist, same ticket price, same everything. Wow, that says something, right? doesn't it? Yeah. Um, some instances we can raise ticket prices East Coast because the demand is that high and the community is that high. And you don't have to be something that's hype or that's the cool thing to do. People genuinely go out because it's like they like the music or they've liked the rollout or there's something that's drawn them into the show um and it's crazy like yeah it's is it's, this i i find it crazy how local i guess the local community doesn't support anything local until it's bigger elsewhere that's also another do you point. think that's something that's specific to perth or do you think that other cities find that as well other cities find it, I find that it's the same. Like I've lived quite a few places around the world. It's a, it's a similar trend, but I feel like it's worse in Perth um, just because of the proximity. We don't really have proximity to another big state that we can like Melbourne and Sydney, 45 minutes, I'm on a plane, hundred bucks return. Mm. I can, you know, I'm close, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. I don't yeah, know no, if, I, if that I, makes I agree, sense. Yeah. But um, with Perth being so isolated and being so, I guess, distant from, any other, I guess, capital city, it kind of makes it hard because we are always following what everyone else is doing yeah. and never well, really we're not, creating we're not, ourselves. Yeah, we're not in the city. I mean, from, from from my perspective of being like, you know, in the, mu like not that you're not like in the, 
we're far away from like the headquarters of stuff, mm. you know, like, you know, Spotify and all and all that sort of stuff. It's like that's where all the headquarters are. That's where all the A&Rs are, mm. you know. I've had people from labels tell me like, hey, if you were doing what you were doing like over East, you'd be getting, you know, a lot of attention from A&Rs and stuff. But they're just not – there's no there's no like A&Rs living here, like, mm. you know. So, you know, but I mean I guess you can – you can take that as a negative or you can use it as a positive. You know what I mean? It's like you can go, oh, that's, you know, that sucks. Like we're disadvantaged or you can do something about it. Uh, for me, I feel like it's, it, it's pushed me to, uh, it's pushed me to create a better, keep striving to create a better product, you know, like mm. to, 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 to create a more high quality product, you know, without like, you know, I've had people come here, like even just, ex I've been working a little bit with Coterie, um, who's a band, mm -hmm. and they're um, just, just tracking vocals and stuff for them, not doing like any production or mixing and stuff, but they're just like, you know, and we had it, hit it off and had a really good, you know, time, and they're just like, well, you know, we always get sent off to Sydney and stuff, because that's, you know, where we're told we should go, but it's like, you know, they've come here and they're like, well, you know, this is like, we're getting a good product out of here, you know, as good as product as we are over East, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so if we start to create that level, set raise the bar to that level and, you know, and ev even further, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's why I think like Axia, you have that, you know, in the mid tier struggle, but if you are like a Spacey Jane or something like that and you're doing stuff that's incredible, then you, you can sort of get a, some form of spotlight of like, oh, hey, you know, you are in Perth. And I've mm -hmm. had people in Sydney like, uh, like people like Tucker from the Fundamentals tell me he's like you know if you do if your stuff makes noise making enough noise in Perth that it reaches to Sydney people will sort of be like oh well, they must be doing something noise? good mm. because you know it's not they're not in any close proximity so you know as much as it is a disadvantage it can be used to an advantage but you you know you can't be waiting around and, and making excuses. You just have to, you know, you're not the, in life. You're not the dealer. You just play the cards that Dude, you're getting dealt. Facts. No, it's so true. And like to, to add to that, I also feel like where Perth doesn't also understand just outside of music and entertainment, Perth is five to 10 years behind East Coast. Infrastructure, population, um, I guess government spending or injection into the creative arts, there's not a whole lot of opportunities. And on top of that, in terms of capital cities, I think we're only bigger than Adelaide. Am I right? Or Darwin? Yeah, I don't know. Either way. But, yeah. either way, <laughs> but like, no, we are a smaller tier, a tier city, you know what I mean? So, so there's not a whole lot. Yes, there's a lot. I feel like right now there's a, I guess, a pyramid. There's a lot of lower tier artists bubbling, right? There's a nice middle tier that's evolving and there's really very few at the top artists that I feel can really not only sell their own shows, but get booked for tours or get booked for support acts. I would because agree. they've put in a lot of time, they've put in the reps or they did it themselves. Like for example, Adrian, mm. him and his team run their own shows mm -hmm. and like, they got sick and tired of being overlooked. I've had chats with his manager in terms of like, we're not being booked for openings and this, so we're gonna do it ourselves. Once promoters and venues and other key players in the industry see that you're doing your own shows, you're getting numbers down, yes, one or two things could be fixed, that's when people wanna jump on board and wanna help and bring effort, because you've done something yourself, you've put in the initiative, and there's now that 
community or that space where it's like this person will bring 50 people when they see you being when you when you seem to be being proactive essentially uh which is a big i guess a key word um and consistently proactive too it's not just you did one show and then you're quiet for five six months it's like cool we did this and then we did a wedding or we did this whatever it is just getting those reps and getting your name out there now i see them getting booked with san francisco with this that and the third they're doing during covid too yeah you know? huge. So it's like massive that's that's a way to look at it and see how other people are getting booked or yeah, how shout they're out getting more shows shout out Asian real quick. But yeah just being proactive because people want to be a part of something when they see someone else is invested into it totally because yeah if you don't believe it no one else is gonna how can you expect anyone else to totally and that's not even just on the booking front as well that's like even on like the music industry like in the business side like a like you know back in probably you know back in the day like day you know like 70s 80s and 90s or whatever even maybe the early 2000s you know labels would go around and they would sign stuff that they feel like they could develop and it's like that's not even really happening as much anymore they sort of want to see that you have something going on in the first place you know um and that's why I think a lot of the distribution business has taken off because, you know, the music industry is quite accessible to a lot of people now. And so mm. there's sort of more low risk deals of distribution being offered rather than like signing a, a contract. But that, that, that's the whole thing now these days. It, 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 is, it is possible to do a lot of it yourself if you're willing to put the legwork in. And, you know, sometimes you might have not a, no other choice, you know especially if you're in Perth, like mm. there's, unless you're, you know, making serious waves, you're probably not going to get a label deal. And even if you did, it's probably not going to be a very good one. And so you got to work out, you know, you got to build it, build your team yourself, you know, and find people around you that want to, you know, which we've two. talked about before yeah. that want to like stay, not stay. I, I don't like the term stay in your lane. Cause that for me, that feels like, Oh, it's, yeah. it feels like a stagnant term, but yeah, it's like people that want to fulfill their roles, you know, not like us, you know, we, you know, we're in the, you know, we're in the spotlight essentially or in front of a camera right now, mm. but we're not in, you know, we're not trying to like, cool. Now we're going to be like, we're going to start rapping or something like, yeah. you know, like it's, <laughs> we, 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 um, you know, we, 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 we do what, what is required. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not about like, or your ego or anything like that. It's just about doing, you know, what you, what one, what you like to do and two, you know, what's required in, in your system and in your assembly line that you've created. And, and on that point, you just sparked something for me also. It's like, if, if you as an artist feel like you're not getting the opportunities, take a step back and ask yourself, would you book yourself? Wow, yeah, huge. Right? Would you really book yourself? Let's say you have two songs out. I can't really, like, a lot of artists, when I said, like, the triangle, I feel like a lot of lower-tier artists may have two or three songs out, max. That's not a 15-minute set in terms of being booked. Yeah, no. Right? So entertainment-wise, from my perspective as as a, I guess, event manager, it's like if I'm booking you, I need to see, one, do you have enough catalog to entertain people for 20 minutes? right maybe even 30 minutes if you can't why am i putting you on there i'm better off putting a playlist or a dj on because people will actually come for that because mm. it's familiar stuff as well so it's like yeah take a step back ask yourself if you were on the other side would you book yourself based on what is known to be out in terms of content and product uh, music whatever yeah, because sure. if not then you need to take a step back and think, okay, how do I then make myself more appealable or more marketable to be able to get these opportunities? I totally agree. You need to show that you, 
you know, you need to show that you have you have an audience. Mm. <laughs> you have an engaged audience. And if you don't have an audience, then like, then ask yourself why. You know what I mean? It's mm. like, is that, you know, I, yeah, I'm just not, I'm, a, and, you know, reiterating the point I made earlier. It's like really, nobody owes you anything. Like you really, really have to just, you know, hold yourself accountable and, you know, you know, do, do stuff that you, you love, of course. Mm. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, it's it, it's not it's not always down to like oh bad luck or that or it's like you got to create it yourself, you know. And it's hard. It's this is this is not a industry for the faint-hearted. Like if you think you're gonna like yep. do some crazy stuff, and you know you might get lucky a little bit, but it's like it's not a the music industry. And, and I can say this, you know, with great confidence because I've experienced it. It's not it's not a linear a linear thing. Like you might get a lot of momentum, a lot of success and then it might drop off and then you might have to work really hard to gain it again and then mm. you might, you know, change avenues and crazy, crazy stuff happens. Happens, like, bro. <laughs> discussing <laughs> off camera, which we won't discuss here. But, but you know, uh, like it's, um, stuff happens and like you just, you yeah. just got to roll the punches you gotta and roll keep, with it keep and, pushing and yeah. do it. But um, yeah, no, I think that's a, that was a cool thing to address. Just, you know, the, the local talent thing and it's like, yeah, uh, man, I just everyone to Perth out here. I know we haven't spoken to everyone in a while, but just like keep, just keep pushing and and um, keep holding yourself accountable and like keep, keep opportunities will come. Like and, yeah. it's only gonna get better here on out because like Perth has now shown that they can compete or put something out yeah. that you know translatable to East Coast or what else is coming out there. So yeah, hmm. what's next? Um, that was a nice topic. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Um, I haven't seen you, like, other than, like, when we met up for that workshop thing. What's been you? Like, uh, I know we said that before. Yeah, but yeah, like, no, 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 for sure, for sure. Has there been anything, like, interesting or any new developments with your skill sets or... Yeah, um, that's a good, actually, a good topic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess the main thing is we're just every day getting a lot more confident... A, a lot more confident in what I'm doing mm. um, as a producer and an engineer, um, and Actually, even and a manager. Yes. Yeah, sorry. sorry to cut. No, you no, no. Off. Don't please. What are your thoughts on this whole Aria Awards uh, situation with like a lot of uh, musicians being snubbed while lists putting out high quality? Uh, um. Guess, yeah. Music? I to be honest with you, I don't really know a lot i've never really i don't really pay a whole okay, lot cool. of attention i didn't really keep tabs on it either nah, but there's a whole I ruckus mean, look, when that happened uh, there's always going to be hectic stuff going on with that like obviously it's obviously an organization and look i don't have i can't like say a lot because i you know i wouldn't be it wouldn't be like well in a well-informed opinion so i have to be careful but mm. you know there's probably always going to people always going to be people who should be getting recognition that aren't and it's part of the game. Uh, and that's why I guess, uh, again, it's, uh, you know, that's why the consumer has a really big role in like making noise. And, you know, if you want to support something, like go the lengths to support it, you know, buy merch, do that stuff, you know, like if you're really into something, like show it, you know, and like, cause artists need it. Like when none of us are like, as much as people might, uh, rappers, Up until rappers you, might until pretend you make to, it, yeah. Rappers they making bread, bro. <laughs> nah, you're not. Nah. So yeah, supporters. So yeah, on the topic of that, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like I look at what happens with the Aries, but it's not. I mean, I don't really watch it and the stuff. Um, no, no disrespect to them or anything. I just, I don't know. I'm just very, I'm just like working. You know, like I'm working to hope. And like obviously, like it would be, like my ambitions, of course, of like 
it'd be nice to have like an Aria or a Grammy or whatever. But it's not like it's not something I'm always like, oh, that's like like the accolades or like the be all end all. I just want to be happy. Like I just want to be happy with the stuff that I'm working on, and mm. you know, and and if if I'm happy with the stuff that I'm working on and it's sustainable for me. That's cool. I'm that's cool. cool with that. Like, honestly, that's they and the rewards and the accolades are a bonus. I didn't always think like that. When I was like 20, I'm 24 next week. When hey. I was yeah, when I was 20 or 19 and 20, and I was starting to get a bit of success. Uh it, it did a little while. Like I was like having all these and it's I'm not saying it's bad to dream about those stuff, but it, when you get that tunnel vision, which we've talked about before, like mm. yeah, it can get a little bit uh Rough. Yeah, I don't know. You can just lose sight of why you're really doing stuff. But I feel like I'm a good... That's, I guess, going back to your original question of, like, what's new is, like, yeah, every day I'm... Uh, my... I feel like I'm 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 making my, my mental more sustainable in this industry as well of, mm. like, manage expectations really well and just... That's huge. Like, Managing expectations. Yeah, I, I'm, like, content. Damn. I'm content, but I haven't lost any of my work ethic. I still really, really want to work hard, but I'm you know the i'm rewarded by things that aren't just like numbers and and awards and and money it's it's actually it's like it's more intrinsic it's like intrinsic yeah exactly yeah. um and so that's a big development uh, as well as just getting better at what i'm doing and like noticing that i'm getting better at what i'm doing and it's nice you know it's like using your ego for good <laughs> yeah you know I, you can like it's not bad having an ego like uh, it's, it's, I, I have necessary. an ego like some people are like you're humble I'm like no yeah like maybe in public but like <laughs> ask, ask Marley bro like when I do something good I'm like running and I'm fuck I'm so dope yeah no, but <laughs> yo good. you need that. that keep your you ego need private that. it's fine yeah. it's, use it for good it's like a fucking superpower man use your mm. ego as like a fucking superpower use it for good like yeah I run around telling myself I'm dope but I'm just I'm not gonna use it to like like blind myself from holding myself accountable and that's where people like go, go off the rails where it's like i'm dope i'm dope like but you're not really but you're not really <laughs> i'm always pushing to be better that's like i'm always i can say that and and the other thing actually i want to speak about that's put me onto this is that like i think it's also the way that i've now conceptualized approaching music of like i don't actually personalize any of my art so like when I make music, right? So this is this is something I've, I've, nice. I've conceptualized like quite recently. Is like um, when I make art, it's like it's it's I make this art. Yes, it's my ideas, and yes, it's something that I'm physically doing. But once it's created, it's no longer mine. It's like something that's just there, and it's like that way. You don't get like you don't get attached to stuff and it's like, you don't get like wrongly attached to stuff and, and it helps when you, you manage it. It helps you manage it and also like when you're in sessions, you know, I might make a beat and then someone might just not be feeling it mm. and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like no worries. This is just like something that I made. It's not mine. It's not, mm. it's like, you know, I think it's like younger artists that struggle with this a little bit and it's like, you know, or you might lay a verse down or make something, lay something down and it's like, ah, it's like not really working or something. But mm. some people get really like funny about it. They're like, oh, but and this try is to force mine. It. And it's like, no, 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 it's mm. not yours. It's Yes, it came from your ideas, but once you've expressed it, it's no longer, if you think of it as like, it's no longer mine, it's just a piece of art and it's kind of like, it's kind of like disposable in a way mm. without trying to disenfranchise it. But just it just helps you, I think, be more. It, it it'll help you to actually make a better product because if you're not so if attached to it personally and your ego is not attached to it, it actually makes you look at it and analyze it better. 
And when I say analyze, I don't mean like, oh, it's, you know, it's good because it's got this drum sound on it. I mean, as in like, is it actually making me feel something? Mm. Which is the only thing you should be asking. And you're like, is this actually making me feel something? Or am I just saying that because it's mine or because I think it's mine? So it's that's, a, yeah. That's a, that goes into self-awareness. Yeah. Like outside of everything else we've discussed today or even ever on this podcast, I still feel self awareness is the most pivotal and key part because I think that's why we connect because we once both, you yeah. realize that it makes life I don't want to say easier but it makes it bearable if that makes yeah, sense. yeah it helps you achieve different things, things that you thought you may mm. not have been able to and I feel like it helps you progress quicker mm. and not get stuck and yeah I have a lot of confidence in what I do because I. When I when time. I feel something, I know it's real. It's not clouded by my psyche and my. Mm. So yeah, I, that's, if I have any advice for anybody like getting into making music or making music and struggling to know like, or if they think it's good or not, you just that's what I mean by hold yourself accountable. It's like you know. So question: What happens when, like, this is now me as a as a music fan asking a question, right? You'll hear fans or listeners or audiences they might like your worst piece of work for example you think like you put something out it's meant to just be like a little whatever but like people really like you know what i mean and it it trailblazes and you're, like, and you're like what the fuck juice not to say that that was my worst piece of work or anything like that but that's funny that you say that i mean i would I would never put anything out that I thought was bad. I'd mm. never think that, but that's funny. Like, that's a good example. What you're explaining is a good example of like, I was 19, I'm 24 next week, and I was 19 when I made that, or, you know, end of nine, like around this time mm. when I was, yeah, three, four years ago, four years ago. And um, the the beat was called that beat was called this beat is trash and i put i'm not i'm not joking i'm not joking it was called this piece of trash it had like a, the cover photo because i used i always upload i still to this day upload all my demos and stuff on soundcloud just yeah. privately as, as probably a lot of people do and um the photo of it was like that um who's Glass the guy eric and andre and the guy oh what's is it on Andre or whatever? Anyway, the, the, he plays Morpheus in one of the skits, and he's like, uh, Morpheus yeah, yeah. drinking forties in a death <laughs> casket, and it's like a close-up photo of him. And I just put Biggie vocals over it, and then I played it to Brandon, and I was like, "Ha ha, look at this!" Because at this time, people people don't realize is like, well, no, well, they might realize, but I think uh, is that um, ninety-nine percent had just came out. Oh, the K -tra. So like, obviously, and that's that's why, the feeling I get okay, from well, it. So that just came out, and this is why I always tell people like, all I am is a professional regurgitator. That's all I feel like. I'm a professional regurgitator. I'm like, nothing you do, nothing you do yeah. is. I'm sorry, nothing you do is original anymore. I'm just, nah. facts. Well, you know, anyway, that's like a dark side of it, but. Um, so that had just come out and I was like, cool, I really like the sound and I sort of knew how to, I mean, Katra's in FL and I'm in Ableton, so that was a different sound, but like, mm. I sort of knew like what that was, that sound and I kind of wanted to do it. I liked the dancing and mm. rapping over dance beats actually quite hard. There's only like a select few I feel Mick that can- Jenkins yeah, that is can, one of the few you know, that does it well. Yeah, mm. exactly. That can pull it off. And so I played it to Brandon as a joke, Brandon Chiseko, and he was like, dude, give me this i was like yeah sure i took the vocals off and like i think we made the song in like 10 minutes and then i was just like dude You're i knew nothing and i just like put it up we put it up on soundcloud was that because of the feeling 
because that there felt- you you thought it was saved as trash beat, but he heard it. No, nah, no, nah, because once he put like, the vocals on, mm. and I was like, I, I remember like finishing that song, like, mm. and when I knew like, finishing, it was like at that time what I knew what I thought was finishing. But these people, that song isn't even mastered. The mix is so quiet. There's a really weird shit that happens in the middle of it, but yet it's my most six. The thing is about to tick <laughs> six million streams. So like, that's the thing. It's like. You know, and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying that, like, obviously I'm happy that I can mm. make things to a high standard now, but it's like, it's not the be all and end all. Like, the thing just makes people, it's raw feeling. People feel good to that song. They, they, you know, they have to actually turn it up because it's quiet yeah. and, it's quiet <laughs> and everything else. It's, it's not mastered, bro. It's yeah. not mastered. Yeah. And so, like, um, yeah, and then, like, I just have never feeling, and, like, we didn't know, like, I didn't know anything about the industry. Like, this is, like, pre-Ziggy and, like, pre-any Triple J, like, mm. support. this is pre-any really success. This is, like, my first bit of success. And we put it on SoundCloud, and there was a lot of local, like, dope local reception. People actually coming up to me, like, dude, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then we ended up, I think this is, like, before you could actually just anyone could put stuff on Spotify and then we put it on Spotify and then like it sat on Spotify just like doing nothing for like maybe four or five months and then one day I think it's like just in December the 2017 it like or or sometime it just like hit it like I was like oh it's in the viral 50 playlist no PR, no like promotion, no nothing, nobody. Mm. So I went to Spotify just looked at it and was like what the hell or the algorithm picked up like this thing is like Cause like, it's funny. The song is like structured like a hit as well, but we didn't know anything about, I didn't know anything about songwriting, yeah. nothing about that. But there's like, when you listen to it, there's like a break between like the first hook and the second verse. Like it just shit. We were doing my absolute my chance, is, yeah. absolute chance, you know? And then, um, but we just did it off feeling, you know? And then I had a bit of success with that. And then I had a bit of success with Ziggy, but then that was funny. Like once I'd learned all this stuff, I got a bit clouded and then I went into tunnel vision and I was like, and that's, like for people that don't know like Brandon and I stopped making music together and we actually kind of like had the chemistry was bad because that song actually as much as it was a blessing was kind of a curse because we were like Mm. oh oh now there's like a career like and we started we like kind of panicked we were like oh people like this so we need to do stuff like this and it was stop being about the feeling Mm. and that for anybody that's having a little bit of success right now don't don't get caught up in the like oh what you, th- there's no formula to this shit. It's just like what feels good. I, I know that sounds really stupid, but it's like it, you just have to do what feels good. And um, we stopped doing that, and that really f- both him fucked me and fucked me up. Mm. And it even ended up fucking me and Ziggy up. Um, and it's like, but it's good now. And I'm older, and I learned those lessons. And now it's like now I've got Miley, and I can kind of help him not go through that same thing, mm. which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, sorry, I don't know how we got into that. But now nah, we were talking about because uh, the consumer. Because there's times where I've been a consumer, and that's like, right. And one of my thought- favorite songs is like everyone's like, or whoever's created, they're like, no, you should like this song. Yeah. Did you not hear the structure and the songs and the ad? And I'm like, bro. Yeah, that's all good and all, but this one hits different. This one no, hits different. No, I know, I know yeah. exactly. And sorry to 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 not no, no, that, sorry that, for the segue. That, nah, that that worked well. Yeah, but it's. The bottom line is like it's just about feeling it doesn't matter you can use someone can use like or the bet you can use the best preamp or the best compressor or this and that but at the end of the day like you know i i have a neumann 
it's U87, if anyone who's in audio knows that is, is a $3,500 mic. I have an Apollo X4, it's three and a half. I have like really good shit now. Juice was made on a complete audio face, it's $300, and a mic that was $150. Juice! <laughs> so it's like, Bedroom at the end of the day, you can make mm. it happen with however. And obviously, I, you know, not saying that me upgrading to that stuff is a waste, because it's like, it, it, you know, I'm passionate about that stuff and I want to, you know, make a better product. And I'm, you know, I can, because I'm doing work and I can afford that and whatnot. Mm. But I'm just saying it's not the you don't need all this stuff and it's it's just it's just what feels good. If it feels good and if you if you if you can be honest with yourself or whether it feels good. Some people don't have that ability. Like some people the only people I say that music is a view is when you really struggle to actually have that intuition. Um but you know, and that that's fine. But um yeah, that's that's all you need to do. Then so that's what you're saying, like, oh, this just feels good to me. It's exactly mm. what it is. It's not about like this and that or what what drum kit you used or what this you used. Or like, what even the person is saying. You know, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Dude, juice like, is like, get down, get down. Yeah. Like, bro, like <laughs> I don't know. People want to hear it at a party. Like my Facts. parents want to put that shit on. Like it's mm. like a, you know, they've like you know in their mid 50s and 60s and it's like while while we're on the topic for feelings what are your feelings on 2020 so far like it's coming to an end best year of my life sheesh best please let's life, go because i feel the same way I, and we haven't life. talked about this let's go let's yeah dive into this i don't know i just like i'm gonna i'm a, i'm very grateful i don't know i i was already grateful um mm. like you know i went over east for a little while and you know, this is when I was kind of in my tunnel vision and not, I don't regret that at all or anything like that. But, you know, I sort of was, I wasn't excited about music and I was, I realized that I was doing a lot of things off, off thinking what I should do rather than what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a place where I'm sort of like, I don't know, I'm, like I said, I'm content, but I'm also, I, I feel very lucky. I just, I don't know. I just feel very lucky. It's like for with my situation and what I'm doing. And so it's a great place to be. And like, just every, when, when everything's a bonus, like, especially when we went into our, whatever, our lock, lockdown wasn't really a lockdown, but you know, it, and it was like, I was just like, cool, here's me and my studio. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is it. Back to basics. This is it. Square square one was good. So if your square one is good and, and, and a lot of people's square ones aren't good and it's not their fault and, and that's, you know, that sucks. But, you know, for me, I can like, I can't control that. But all I can control is my gratitude towards what I have. And it's like, fuck. Like, so that's why it's been the best year of my life. And I've just achieved things. And I, I, I'm really good at managing my expectations and like everything's a win. So that's why it's been a good year. What about you? I feel much of the same, bro. <clears throat> this year's tested me. Like, went from, I think we've had this chat from like, finished 2019. 2019 was fucking huge. And we're like, yes, we broke through. We got this on lock. 2020 is our year. And like, managing expectations. <laughs> and it like got taken away. It got taken away we like this. About this the first episode. First I was episode. like, I had a day. Like, you know, yeah. you had to, you know, but then you just. But like when 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 like adversary or like conflict comes up, you either like kick into gear or you fall back. And like I'm yep. a fighter, bro. Survival I, I of go the fittest. Down swinging. So like this year has forced, I guess, us to think it the industry differently. Um, to diversify where we're putting our time and effort because. Otherwise, we'd, we'd be screwed. If we were anything like Sydney or Melbourne, being in lockdown for that long, I would have been screwed financially. No cap. <laughs> like, if we went in Australia, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'd be doing right now. Because most, and most, most of my values are attached to, I guess, things that 
require community and mm. once you get rid of community it's like what do i have to fall back on it really made me question like if this doesn't work or if this wasn't an option what would i really be doing and it really forced me to really like dig deep and question and ask myself what do i really want to do is this the space i want to be am i going to be happy operating in this space and <clears throat> crazy or not I decided not to get a nine to five for stability. I just doubled down and I was like, fuck it. If I'm gonna like, <laughs> if I'm gonna die or if this shit breaks me, at least I'll know early, like fail hard and fail fast and fail early. So yeah. you know and learn from it so that you can then better make better decisions in future. So I looked at it like I'm young, I'm mid twenties. Like this is the time to take risks. This is the time to see where it pushes me. Worst case scenario, I'll go move back to my mom's house. Like, you know, like things are deep. I'm grateful to be able to have that option. But it's like, yeah, take the risks. You live one life. Like, do what you love and like pursue it like relentlessly. That's what I that's all I learned this year. It's it helped me stop being because okay, I have a lot of interests and I had so many things I wanted to do, but it was like, okay. I really need to figure out what's important, what really is gonna fulfill my cup and like make me happy. And that's what I've done. So that's what I'm most thankful for 2024, for that realization of like, I'm in the space I wanna be. The direction is not completely clear. The destination is not completely clear, but like I'm enjoying the You're journey. on the steps. Yeah. You're on the steps. I'm on the steps. So that's why 2020 has been like, a good year for me because now my parents are off my back to use my degree cause, <laughs> yeah <laughs> facts that was the biggest thing my parents are off my back because i was like look if i if i was working in a one nine to five i wouldn't have a job like i wouldn't be making money like i wouldn't be able to survive and put food on the table for myself and all these other things and like once they realize that cool it's not the traditional route but it's working for him they kind of like took you know step back and like let's just see what he does like let's just he's he's made it so far so good this far let's just allow him to do his thing so like that's yeah that's my biggest i guess accomplishment of 2020 like that feeling of like finding your purpose and your direction and where you want to go so on that note, I think mm. we've come to a same crossroad in the park, oh, which is shit. good. I think that's... Uh, <laughs> I, I think love this. Me and you have like parallel journeys yeah. <laughs> that intersect at the right times always. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's fucking mind-blowing. Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think I that's, think we, we ended on that. That's yeah. good, man. Because like, otherwise it's going to drag. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, as always, let us know what you think. We'll see you guys in 2021. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah we'll, We will post more regularly. We I will, think yeah. We it's just we got busy, but we're back on it. This was too much fun. I need to do this fun. again. Yeah, <laughs> like um, the adrenaline is uh, just fucking... Let us know what you want to see. If there's guests, certain topics, like like try... I mean, it's all on us as well. We need to make sure we engage with you guys more as well. And we will um, try more. But yeah, don't feel free to like message on the page or message us personally. And mm. we're always here. We're, we're very interested, invested in this scene and what's going on. And um, yeah... Thanks, thanks again. And it's been a hell of a drive. Peace. Shout out to Dylan one time. Yeah, Dylan. Behind, Behind the, the camera. camera. Gotta get him back. You. Oh, no. Sexy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>